Hello, and welcome to the Toreasy podcast, where we discover some of the amazing places, people, and experiences which you can enjoy on your next Toreasy trip. I'm Jed Brown, your host for this week's episode, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Flo Wallace, who's going to be telling us all about the Great West Way, an ancient route of 500 miles which takes in over 19 of the most quintessentially English stops along the way. The entire route of the Great West Way is steeped in some of England's most notable history and culture. Ancient castles like Berkeley Castle and Windsor Castle, charming English stately homes and gardens like Bowood House and Gardens and the American Museum and Gardens, the Museum of English Rural Life and of course the odd iconic ancient monument like Stonehenge. I had no idea just how much of our wonderful country I've missed out on so far. So settle in and join us as we discover just why the Great West Way truly is a route for all seasons. Enjoy. So Flo, you are most welcome to the Tour Easy podcast. It is wonderful to have you on the show. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for inviting me. It's to be here. absolutely, absolutely our pleasure. Um, Flo, you very, very kindly sent out in advance of this recording, um, you sent through a wonderful uh, presentation all about the Great West Way, which we're going to talk about today. Um, and I want to thank you for that. And I want to thank you as well for, for bringing my, personally, my attention to the Great West Way, because it was a route that I'm not as familiar with. I'm based in the north of the UK. And um, it looks absolutely fabulous. Tell our listeners a little bit about what the Great West Way is. Okay, brilliant. The Great West Way um, is um, was launched in 2018. So it's a relatively new um, area of, of England, which is uh, now being promoted and marketed as one of the world's premier touring routes between London and Bristol. Um, it's it, it, it sort of is approximately 500 miles of navigable routes. Uh, it was based on one of the first great roads commissioned by the kings of England in around 1660. I think it was an old trading route, actually. Right. Um, and um, what, we're, um, what we're sort of telling people or how we're marketing it is uh, that it's for curious travellers. It's for travellers that are searching for the real, authentic England. Um, and those that want to sort of delve deeper and get further under the skin, really, of what England is all about. Um, and they'll travel sort of west of London. So you can you can start at either end. It doesn't matter which which area of the country you sort of start in. But it, it winds its way through sort of 500 miles of navigable routes and people can explore it uh, off their own back how they want to. Um, it's it's sort of got famous heritage sites and British icons like Bath and Windsor, um, Southern Cotswolds, and obviously everybody, Stonehenge that everybody's heard of. Um, yeah, and many that's my background. Past, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, it's it sort of, it, so it is a very old sort of route. And, and as I said, people were, were traveling this route for, for hundreds of years. Um, but the way that we're making it a little bit different is that we're trying to encourage people to travel um, through different uh, modes of, of travel. So you can you can drive it obviously on the road, by car, by um, coach, 
uh, minibus, etc. Or you can use the railway network, um, GWR goes all the way through it. Um, or you can uh, use the waterways, the River Thames um, and uh, the Kennet Avon Canal goes through it. Uh, and also there's a multitude of walking and cycling routes as well. Yeah, so absolutely. what we what we sort of say to people is that it just offers an extraordinary, extraordinary variety of English experiences that's not found in any other part of the country. Um, so there's masses of history and heritage, food and drink, um, culture, gardens, local people, um, that type of thing for people to experience and explore. It's it's wonderful. I was looking at the um, at the at your website before um, greatwestway.co.uk for anybody out there that uh, wants to have a look at it. Um, and looking through all of the imagery, and you've got some wonderful videos on there as well. And I was just thinking to myself, this is this is probably what I would describe as quintessential England. It's very English in in every which way that one would think of English towns that you're sort of going through, um, the English heritage, there seems to be um, castles along the way. And I was just thinking to myself, I, I bet, I mean, apart from, of course, everybody in the UK, myself included, wanting to experience some of these places along the route. I was thinking, I bet the Americans would absolutely love yeah. this route, because it, it is, it's quintessential England, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And that's sort of when we first launched, was our primary focus actually we did focus quite heavily on the and the north american audience um we also it's a very popular area for the german traveler uh netherlands traveler as well but we but you know over the last few years we we de we definitely have seen um the domestic audience sort of taking advantage of this area as well and and again it's about you know, like I said, you know, you, you've probably driven past Stonehenge a multitude of times, but not meant necessarily stopped and had a look. And it's the same with some of the towns, which you can easily drive through or drive near and past, but not actually stop and explore. And we're trying to encourage people to do that because we are surrounded by beautiful countryside, you know, um, vibrant cities. Uh, there's just so much more to discover if people spend a little bit more time in the area rather than rushing through it if they're on their way to the southwest for instance down to Cornwall and Devon people do travel through the area but but we're trying to encourage people to stop and spend more time here yeah and for and for good reason as well I think I mean I think there will be a lot of listeners out there like myself um, and based in in the Midlands or in the north and I'll be honest so, so I've been to London obviously many times on business I've, I've never been to any of these places along this route. So, you know, when you say everybody's driven past uh, Stonehenge, I'd love to see Stonehenge. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen it at all. And I think that's the interesting thing, I suppose, I suppose about the past two years, you know, when people haven't been able to travel overseas, it's been this opportunity for, for us all in the UK to, to discover what's relatively speaking on our doorstep. And and um, like I say, I was I was looking at the at the website. And I was thinking, gosh, yeah, I I really I really fancy going down there, bringing actually the, my, my wife and daughters and and sort of exploring around. But you um you mentioned there, obviously, it's it's five hundred miles is the full length of the route, um, and it's obviously a very ancient route, um, in in many ways, um, and it goes through quite a number of different places. I I counted um at least nineteen, I think it was. Um, places that it goes through. Tell us about two or three of the places that the route takes in, which our listeners might be interested in. Yeah, absolutely. Just and just to point out, although 
um, we, we say 500 miles of navigable routes, but because what we've done with the Great Way is we tend to, there's no prescriptive route that we're saying to people, you have to follow this road or this area and this sort of direction. Um, we're trying to allow people to explore it in, in whatever way works for them. So quite clearly there's a route from sort of east to west or west to east, but there's also the opportunity to explore um, north and south. So sort of going, going at slightly north, you've got the sort of southern Cotswolds area, um, Malmesbury, um, that sort of area, Castle Coombe, um, and, and, and up into the, the, the Cotswolds, Gloucestershire is, is slightly further up there. Um, and then equally, um, going back further down south, you've got places like Salisbury, um, which we refer to as within easy reach of the route. So although, you know, it's, it's, it's not set in stone in terms of the um, the route itself, but it, it just enables a, a you know us to talk about the area in in terms of some of the um, places that are nearby as well as directly on the route. So, in answer to your question, some of the towns um, that are on the route, we, it sort of incorporates um, about a quarter of the route is Wiltshire. So within Wiltshire, you've got Bradford on Avon, which is a beautiful market town. Um, you've got uh, the Vale of Pusey, which incorporates Avery, which is the other part of the World Heritage Site, mm -hmm. um, Marlborough, the North Wessex Downs, which is a beautiful, you know, area as well along along there, the AONV, Swindon, uh, Chippenham, Carn, Corsham, Laycock, a lot of people have heard Laycock sort of National Trust area, Devizes. Um, so that's a sort of Wiltshire element, which is quite a large proportion of the route. And then you've got Bath and Bristol at the western end, so those cities uh, are well known in their own right. You've got Bristol Airport, which is a great um, point of connectivity for, for international mm -hmm. visitors um, coming into the area. Um, and then, uh, you know, going um, further east, you've obviously got Newbury, Reading, um, Hungerford, and um, then you'd move into the Thames Valley, North Hampshire, where you've got Henley-on-Thames, Marlow, High Wycombe, etc. And then, of course, um, you're not far from London, but you've got Windsor and Maidenhead. Um, and um, again, another connectivity um, with Heathrow Airport very nearby in terms of um, West London, um, sort of Richmond area there as well. So it's, yeah, it covers a vast sort of amount of, of towns and cities, really, that has a lot of fabulous things to do there. Yeah, and 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 obviously a huge amount of history as well, which um, yeah, history and, and and cultural heritage, which is which is just so important. In terms of um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of like you said before, you, you said there's a lot of different ways of experiencing um the the route and the stops along the route. What kind of activities are there um along the route that people should be aware of? Yeah, I mean we. <laughs> We, we promote, I mean, activities and attractions. I mean, there's, you know, um, are, there's lots, there's lots. Yeah. And, and we mentioned the history and heritage stuff, but in terms of physical stuff to do, we work with an, quite a lot of boat operators. So, you know, you've got the Kennet and Avon Canal almost mirroring um, the routes sort of from east to west going through. And, and obviously at the beginning and nearer London, you've got the Thames. So the, the, the boat, um, activities are really, really popular in the area. So, I mean, these range from anything from like sort of 
um, um, you've got sort of French brothers who do the Thames, um, sort of routes between Windsor and, and London, those sorts of that end. Um, but then you've got people in the, on the Kennet and Avon Canal, the Sally Narrow boats who, in Bradford on Avon who um, do day trips on the canal. But they, you can also hire um, boats. So oh, well. you, you oh, well. are the skipper basically for the day. And then you can also um, do overnights on the boats as well. So there's a variety of sort of how you use the, the river and the canal in terms of how you want that to work for your holiday or your short break. With with regards to, um, I'm kind of curious on the, the the skippering your own boat on the canal, which just sounds fabulous. Do you have to be trained to do that? Is that can anybody do that? I think I think there's an element of the canal oper the boat operators giving you some level of instruction. In fact, the hardest yeah. things are working the locks. But again, usually um, within the area, there are people around that can help with those sorts of things. But to be honest, once you've done one lock, you end up doing quite a lot locked. locked. Um, we, we, if, you, if, you know, if you don't know the area, you won't be familiar with this, but in Devizes, there's a series of 20-something um, locks all in one go. It's like a hill yeah. on water. <laughs> Um, and, and you'll find that the boat operators tend to be one side of devices or the other, the east or, or, or the west, because to get, get people through that network of locks at Cairn Hill is, um, is, is quite complex. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't probably want people that haven't done it before to navigate their way through that. So, so yeah, I mean, the boat operators are, are, are great. They, they will definitely, the Canal and River Trust, who, who manage the canal network, and we work very closely with, have, um, have put up signs actually to say you know this is along the Great West Way and so you can sort of you know see where you are in relation to to what else there is to see and do in the areas you get a bit of information about the areas and it, it turns into a really nice break you know nice holiday for people yeah absolutely fabulous with when we talk about um all of the all of the attractions that are along the way um which ones are generally speaking which ones are the most popular if there was you know if if we have listeners out there that were sort of thinking look you know we, we maybe we're, we're a little bit limited for time what would be the three experiences that you think that they should have first and foremost above all others so you know if they don't have time for anything else then make sure you have time for these three things what would you recommend oh that's a really really hard question I and i'll tell you i'll tell you why because it really depends what your general level of interest is. And, and what I would say for an international visitor would be different to a domestic visitor because yeah. you know the international audience do want to see Windsor Castle and Bath and the Roman Baths is, is fabulous in Bath, but the Therma Baths Bath has got to be up there in terms of one of my top favorites because it is pure luxury and you know wellness and treating yourself and just fabulous. So that is amazing. Um, but then Equally, I love the houses and gardens. You know, you've got Longleat and Bowood, and um, you've got, um, you know, even hidden gems like Eiffel Manor Gardens, which you wouldn't know is there. But it's a tiny little garden, Italian garden in, again, in Bradford on Avon. It's a beautiful place. Um, so, but then you've got amazing places like Aerospace in Bristol, just outside of Bristol, which has got the last Concorde that's ever flown, oh, wow. and, and it is a fabulous museum. So, I'm not sure I can stick to three, but yeah. I've given you a few there. You know, it's it's just a sort of selection. 
it's it's, it's it's like choosing your favorite child isn't it it's really yeah. hard when there's when there's um when there's so much to to sort of go at um, yeah, I would say the, Nas the National Trust properties are also fabulous, like, like a Lake or Abbey, um, Hiram Park. Um, you know, there is some amazing national. So between English Heritage, which has obviously got the, the World Heritage site, and then um, National Trust, you've got an awful lot of, of amazing product um, to yeah. see. With, with regards to, um, like we sort of said at the beginning, there's, there's probably certain places which are, which are kind of iconic um, along, this, along this famous route. And Stonehenge, which again, for our listeners, they won't be able to tell, but that's the background photo that I've got um, on, on our Zoom call today. Um, for, for anybody that's, that really, and again, I, I'll be really honest, I, I don't know a huge amount about Stonehenge. Um, tell us about just a little bit about just the, the importance of Stonehenge and why why it is so significant. Um, well, I mean, it's a World Heritage site, so it's 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 got such sort of a pull because of that. And it's actually called the Stonehenge and Avebury World Heritage Site. And Avebury is situated um, uh, sort of half an hour or so north of Stonehenge, but but together they make up the the World Heritage Site and. and you know, it, it's it's got such a history in terms of, I think I'm trying to, I want to try and explain the appeal um, for it. I think is because there's so much unknown about how the stones got there and what it was used for. And, you know, the links with Stonehenge and the area um, really illustrate a prehistory existence and how people lived um at that at that time and and I think people also um what you can also see when you visit is if you're very particularly interested in the history uh is if you visit the museums which Wiltshire Museum is situated in Vises and Salisbury Museum um in the in place in Salisbury they've got they really tell the broader story of Stonehenge in terms of you know what has been found um, from an archaeological perspective um, and how people lived um, and bones dug up and, you know, a variety of gold that was discovered from the time of Stonehenge and, you know, so there's, and the barrows, you know, there's obviously, um, you know, the landscape, the, the historic landscape in the area as well. So there's a lot of um, information not not purely just from visiting stones at Stonehenge but also from sort of exploring the museums that have the items associated with it and I just will point out I don't know when this is going out but um we've just done some work with the British Museum as well linking up the British Museum in London because they have a new exhibition that's running from the 17th of February through to the 17th of July this year um, and they're telling that story and they're telling it much better than I can explain. So if this is something that your listeners are particularly interested in, please do check out that museum at the British Museum, which is called the World of Stonehenge, and then visit Stonehenge. Please visit Stonehenge, visit Avery and visit the Wiltshire Museum in Devizes and the Salisbury Museum as well. Perfect. Oh, well, I'm, I'm certainly very, very, very tempted now. Um, for, um, for our listeners to be able to find out more, um, they should visit thegreatwestway.co.uk. Yeah, thegreatwestway.co.uk has got all the information about the destinations and the attractions and activities that you can do. 
um, and also um, accommodation. So, um, you know, if you're with, there's a range of different accommodation options from your sort of basic um, budget hotels and B&Bs, et cetera, through to some um, amazing um, posh um, high-end hotels. Um, but also, you know, pubs with rooms and, you know, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of self-catering, there's a lot of different sorts of accommodation available on our website and equally food and drink experiences as well. So if people are after um, food and drink, and again, this isn't just about breakfast, lunch and dinner, but food and drink experiences, if you wanted to have food and drink or you can perhaps use, you know, go to a, a chap who does those in Bath, he does savouring Bath, if you want to visit a farm shop, we've got farm shops along the way, we've got vineyards, we've even got a cookery school and distilleries and tea rooms, etc. So food and drink is quite it, and you can find out more about all those sorts of things on our website too. Fabulous. Fabulous. And you've got, a, you've got a great map on the website as well, um, so that people can plan their route if they're if they're not of course traveling with uh, with Torrisi on one of our fabulous tours which take in the Great West Way which we'll um, talk about a little bit later um, but of course you do have a route planner on there as well so that people can have a look and see where along the way they can do different activities um, as well as learn more about um, the different attractions which we've um, which we've talked about today uh, but sadly we have run out of time for today Flo um, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to share with us um, the wonderful Great West Way and I'm sure our listeners will be like me dying to find out more and dying to experience it for themselves perhaps in the spring of course when it would be especially lovely but I'm sure it's fine all year round I'm right aren't I? Yeah it's a room for all seasons and I just just finally if you've got um if you're wanting to move around with um multi in a multimodal way the GWR Discoverer Pass is an integrated, fully integrated rail and bus pass. So I know that you're focused on coach transport, but for anyone listening that wants to make their own way around there, it's really worth looking up the GWR Greatest Way Discoverer Pass. That's brilliant, brilliant. Flo, thank you so much again for your time and um, wish you all the very best for the forthcoming season as well. Excellent. Thanks very much. So there you have it. Huge thanks again to Flo for sharing her passion for the Great West Way with us this week. And of course, you can find several of our tours which take in the Great West Way on toureasy.co.uk. We're working hard at developing many more new tours around the UK and Ireland. And if you'd like to be kept informed as to our latest departures, then please do sign up to receive our updates on toureasy.co.uk. And don't forget to also follow us on Facebook and Instagram too. But that's our show for today. Thanks so much for your company. And we look forward to seeing you on your next trip with Toureasy, the UK's first carbon neutral coach holiday company where your travel never costs the earth.